Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast with your hosts, the Battle Bros, Taylor and Isaac. How's it going, Isaac? Great. Pulling a late nighter tonight. Yeah, totally. It's dark outside. It's hot. The windows are open. Crickets are chirping. Cricketing away. <laughs> yeah, totally. As they do. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Um, so on this week's episode, episode number four, we're going to briefly talk about New Zealand Nationals, and then we're going to move into probably the biggest news everybody's been waiting about is the results from Battle Bros Weekend. Yeah, I mean, two big events happened this past week, so... Uh... Yeah, it's it's been tough. You know, the the our inbox is full of people wanting to know who took home the Chalice of Champions. Or the Champions Chalice. I can't remember which one we settled on. Chalice of Champions? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Call it what you want when you have it. There's a you know chalice and somebody's got it. And we're going to find out. Um, so let's... Uh, first, actually, I want to do some shout-outs um, at the top of the show. And then I'll let Isaac talk more. But right now, it's, it's my time. I don't know why I said that. Who knows? <laughs> it's late. Having, uh, some having more, some... More beverage-heavy episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so some shout-outs. So... Um, uh, Toby Garza from Fresno invited us to play in a tournament, and uh, that's super dope. We would love to go, but unfortunately, Fresno is eight hours away from where we live. So, yeah. Yeah, keep inviting us to tournaments, though. Uh, we, you know, it's a long drive to everywhere, and there's still a pandemic and everything, but... We'd love to go to all the tournaments all the time. So, Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, it just shows you, if you're from New England, how long California really is, you know? Or if you're from the Midwest or uh, Canada. Canada, actually, you guys know about a long drive. I've been to Canada. It's like five hours between every town, which is pretty nuts. But uh, thanks, for the, thanks for the listen, my man, and thanks for the invite. Keep those coming one day when there's not a global pandemic. Uh, we would, the four of us would love to just road trip down there and uh, throw down the gauntlet on you guys. So, and or when maybe when our cars drive us themselves, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally, too. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also like to shout out uh, Evan on Discord. He was trying to hook me up with um, some cards. Uh, and I appreciate that, but I had already made a purchase. So, uh, Evan, good dude on discord. Thanks for, thanks for trying to hook me up. Um, appreciate you listening to the podcast and stuff. That's so great. Um, and then my last shout out is to my guy, Alberto on Facebook knew about Eureka, California, where I live and just great price on cards, hooked me up with extra cards that I like. He's like, hey, do you have this? He's like, oh, yeah. And just like real pleasant dude to message. And uh, hopefully you're listening, Alberto. I don't know if you're now a listener, uh, but uh, appreciate it. So hopefully you hear that. Nice. Getting a full library. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you have any shout outs or you want to move on to nationals? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. I mean, congratulations to everybody that like performed well, you know. The past weekend. Oh, that, that at nationals. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and everybody else uh, had to be a blast. Great job. Totally. So, just briefly, if if uh, you haven't been following Flesh and Blood, New Zealand is one of the few uh, lucky countries in the world that gets to host a national event. So, they had that this past weekend, two days of Flesh and Blood, and it looked like it was a ton of fun. Uh, spoilers, Matt Rogers is the champ with his uh, Dash control deck. Uh, pretty amazing. He went undefeated through the whole thing. Yeah, undisputed champ. There's pretty much no question. Totally. As to who, who was taking that home. Yeah. Matt Rogers, part robot, apparently. Um, yeah, he was actually going to be on the show, but uh, we couldn't fit him in today. So we'll, we'll get you next time, though. Yeah, totally. He's pretty bummed. Busy guy, time... You know, what are you zones. Gonna, you gonna do? Yeah, 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 totally. He's signing a lot of autographs now. And, Is he? Oh, well, yeah, he's the champ. Nice. You know? And uh, he's on a bunch of different podcasts. There's like 40 other Flesh and Blood podcasts he's probably on. So that's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, uh, great job to everybody over there. Um, we definitely have FOMO over here in the United States. Like, I've really wanted to try that crazy brew beer at the after party. But, yeah. And, and also play in the tournament, but mostly oh, yeah. the crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah, play in the tournament. Uh, you know, that would have been great um, to get to play in the tournament and all the high-level players and stuff. And um, Matt Rogers has a really good interview on the Session Blood podcast, so if you guys aren't listening to that, that's a nice little uh, interview they had with him. And in that, they... Uh, talk about how later in the week if not by the time this episode comes out on youtube he's gonna have like an in-depth analysis of his deck and the matchups and the tournament and that sort of thing yeah and like everything he learned they're yeah gonna, they're gonna really break down mm-hmm. the deck and matt rogers and just the game you know yeah i think it'd be very informative if you uh want to dig that deep yeah i i mean i know i definitely want to so learning as much as i can would be great um and he also said I think uh, Jacob Pearson, his testing partner, is going to talk about his Guardian deck in the same manner, too, since he also made top eight. Um, So look out for those videos. I think those will be uh, hopefully really eye-opening, especially for us over here in the States who don't have um, a real competitive scene. Yeah, and just that many people to play against. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, playing against... You know, many players with all of the characters and all different styles. Um, pretty rich experience. Yeah, definitely. Just us four over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and also, I, you know, another thought I had was just in general, it was pretty interesting in the top eight how it was two Dash players, two Warrior players, uh, two Brute players, and two Bravo players. Like, I think that's really interesting that it wound up being that even split and like Ninja didn't make it into the top eight, which I would have bet on that Ninja would have been in there, you know? Yeah, we keep like carrying a torch for Wizard or Ranger or Runeblade <laughs> yeah. maybe, but you know, that'll happen someday, just not this time. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, Guardian coming up is huge. And, yeah. uh, you know, Brute's always been good, but... Seeing that represented in the top eight is, uh, yeah, more more varied split. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, like, you know, 
uh, as spectators, you want to see some rogue deck get to the top eight, you know, or something like that. You want to see something really out of left field, make it for entertainment value. But um, it was just the fundamentals over there, you know. So it was uh, pretty what you expect. Hopefully in uh, Malaysia and Taiwan, we get to see maybe a little bit more varied meta. Maybe we'll get a rune blade or a wizard getting in the top eight or at least to day two or something like that. So there's still hope. Maybe a ranger will take it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there are only two rangers at nationals, which good on you guys over in New Zealand playing ranger. That's awesome. Yeah, great job. Yeah. I also play ranger, so I'm pretty psyched for anybody who shows up, gets a spot, and then shows up with ranger to try to take it. Definitely. Great job. Definitely. Um, do you have any more thoughts on nationals or anything before we move into uh, the real event that happened last weekend? Battle Bros weekend? The star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, again, there's like Session Blood and there's Matt Rogers' video coming out and there's all the... You know, the videos and coverage and everything online. Yeah, I think. Totally. You know, I don't think we need to reiterate all that. If you want, you can uh, break it down as much as you, you care to, really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, just from an outsider's perspective that couldn't be there and didn't get a super close look at it, that's I think that's as good as we can do here. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Battle Bros Weekend. Take it away. <laughs> Well, I thank you. Um, so if you missed our previous episodes, and this is the first episode, we decided to ha have a tournament with the four of us. So there's four of us who play in our little flesh and blood friendship bubble up here in northern, northern, northern California. Um, and we have split up the whole eight characters that are in flesh and blood currently. So I play Runeblade and Warrior. Um, Isaac, my wonderful co-host here, he plays Ranger and Brute. Um, Mitch, the mad scientist, he plays Wizard and Ninja. And then uh, the perfectly adequate Troy plays Dash and Guardian. So we decided that we would play in a tournament with both of our characters. And we would split it up over two days. So we would do one day a round of three and then the other day, a round of three. And then the overall winner would be the person who had the best record in those two days. So in six rounds. Right. And we would show up the first evening mm -hmm. as a surprise who were we were going to play first. Yep. So there was no matchup planning or any of that. And yeah. then the next day, you play with your other character three rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I guess we'll just get into it, right? So day one... Um, we, we sat around the table and we all blurted out at the same time exactly what we were going to play. And we all wound up playing our arcane rising heroes, which I thought was pretty, um, interesting. Correct. Like the odds of that, I felt like were pretty low. 50, 50, maybe. Maybe we were all having the same thinking, you know, I don't know. Well, everybody's is a little different. So I know Troy was, is playing aggro dash and he's like, well, there's going to be a lot of drinking, and this is kind of a... The decision tree on this deck is much lower than his Guardian build, so he's like, I'm going to play that tonight, and then over coffee and breakfast, hopefully not too hungover, I'll play Guardian. So that was his mindset. Right, very a la Matt Rogers. 
I thought that was very, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, a point he made just to touch on the session blood uh, episode really quick. Oh sure. Uh, that uh, you know he prepped for a very long time playing warrior, but it's a very uh, fatiguing deck and. You have to make all the correct decisions all the time. Well, especially when playing against Dash, right. I think was his point. And uh, so when playing in a, you know, 10 games in a day, he opted for a deck that was, uh, I guess, easier to pilot. Right. Or less fatiguing over the day, which is a, you know, a very, you know, interesting and like correct consideration. Yes. When you have to play that many games. So I not- mean, it's not just your best deck or the best deck. It's just like. You're going to make X amount of mistakes over an entire day of 10 games. Right. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then Mitch's method was he brought Saki and really wanted to play Ninja day one, but decided to coin flip and wound up with Wizard. Yeah, and said, oh, damn it, and drank Saki anyway. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but lived with his decision. Um, me and you had a little bit more of a like in-depth... <laughs> Thought process, which is our style, you know. So how about talk about how you decided on what character? Uh, I don't know. I didn't decide <laughs> until I showed up there. Yeah. But I thought about it beforehand, and I couldn't decide whether you... I mean, you play with your, your most difficult player or character when you're fresh, or if you should play with your strongest character and get uh, some wins under your belt to feel more confident and less pressured in the latter rounds with mm-hmm. your weaker character. Um, you know, I kind of just, like, mold all this over, like, driving to work or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't... I don't. I just showed up and wanted to drink wine and play Azalea, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, which is, like, probably the more difficult deck to pilot, especially when drinking. And the next day we played sober, so I don't... Well, I don't some of was, us did. Right. I don't know if it was the right choice, but it was just, you know. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier, like, do you play your most difficult deck first and then, you know, try to get as many wins as you can and then hopefully, like, anchor yourself home with your perhaps better deck? Right, which is maybe more what I settled on. Like, the brute would take it home, whether I was ahead or behind, you know. And I could, like, claw it back or solidify the lead, uh, you know. Yeah, that's what I did also. I, I I played Runeblade day one, which I did not like my matchups, which really stunk. Um, I definitely wanted to play Warrior against those um, decks. Yeah, this, this tournament is bananas because you don't just prep with your best deck and show up yeah. and like imagine your matchups. It's mm-hmm. like you have to play at random good or bad matchups and you know yeah totally which is maybe more tournament t like but it makes it so you can't put in i mean i guess you could like i could have put in a lot more effort into one deck and then known that no matter the day i was going 3-0 with that deck and then if i get a win with the other one that would be great but but that was my thought process in that the the rune blade would pose a kind of tough um, calculations for my opponents on their turn, like how to efficiently block rune chance and the damage I was uh, hitting with, but uh, that did not go as planned. I like that though, off foot, I'm right out of the gate. 
Yeah, totally. Like everybody's going to be uh, a little sauced and like, you know, how do you efficiently block these rune chants and this attack? But it didn't work out that way. Tough matchups. Yeah, totally. So We're all very good. Yeah. Um, so day one. Uh, well, how about talk about your games first and then uh, we'll get there. Um, okay, so I went two and one with Azalea. Um, I beat the Wizard and the Rune Blade. Um, we had a pretty good match, but um, it wasn't that close at the end. Yeah, I have a hard time remembering that game right now. I don't think there was like, like I made two big misplays, which I'll get to on the weekend, like with both, one with both decks, but um, only one of them was against you, and that was the second day before your. But I don't think I made any mistakes or anything like that. Um, just the way I had my aggro Runeblade build, it was just really hard to. Um, like take any amount of damage and not get behind so much and then not be able to deal it back. Like sleep dart is really hard, right? Like that yeah. makes that matchup like really good. So you're like sleep darting me felt like every other turn or I also had a go wide strategy. So then remorseless is also like awful, you know? So there's like many turns where I either had to block out all of the damage or block out most of the damage and then have a pretty suboptimal turn. So um, good on you for having a really good counter to my deck. Thanks. Yeah, I think Azalea excels at kind of disrupting mm -hmm. because you can pump out massive amounts of damage with that deck, but it's kind of a, you know, an efficient machine you have to build and maintain and, uh, I don't know, Azalea's... Well, so I play Azalea kind of mid-range, mm -hmm. not control, but, like, tricky mid-range, maybe. Yeah. Um, like, you put the defense, the traps in there. You're, you're running traps. Yeah, so I have some defense reactions and then some, uh, you know, cheap or free arrows and buffs and, like, a couple little tricks. Um, mm -hmm. Fame Death is also just, like, not fair against the Runeblade. Yeah, totally. Um, Pretty but. You take yeah, a, I, take think a a, I think it's a different... Oh, you want to talk about that? Well, no, just that, like, that's the play. Is like, okay, yeah, you, you take just... rune chant damage, and then, boom, your your nine damage attack, like, does not hit. You yeah, know? you, like, swing two rune chants at me, so I, like, pitch a yellow, block one, yeah. have a resource floating, yeah. and then play feign death. Yep. Because I've taken, you know... Yeah. But... So anyway, I think it's, yeah, uh, we'll see in our future matches, because our decks are always evolving. Uh, at least you and I don't feel like we've really mastered or figured out completely. <laughs> yeah, know, totally. Characters. So we'll see about it in the future, but yeah. I felt like that was a favorable matchup for me mm -hmm. that round. Yeah, you know? so that was round one. We played each other, and it was a good game, and your deck was ju is just like, uh, you did a great job. Played very well. Thanks. Yeah, totally. So then round two... Um, you wound up playing Troy with his uh, aggro dash deck, and then I played Mitch Wizard. Yeah, you go first. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I just did a lot of talking, so. Totally. Well, I feel like, you know, we talk the same amount. Co-hosts. Right. Nice. You know? Not tip, host. Tip for tat. Yeah. Not <laughs> host and guest. Hostess with the mostest. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Mitch doesn't listen to this podcast, so 
It doesn't matter if I say that I was not worried about any game with Mitch all weekend. <laughs> he like well on day two. Well, we'll get to that. Then. Yeah, but uh, he puts in. He hasn't put in the same amount of like reps we have or deck building or that sort of thing. So, although the wizard is uh, dangerous, I just was like pretty much half paying attention to my game and just like beating the living crap out of Mitch and then like watching you and Troy's game. Because yeah. you guys are sitting right next to me. So Mitch is like an excellent, very sharp board game player. Yeah. But um, well, he's, into... just, he's just a clever man in general. Yeah. Yeah. But he's trying to play the wizard with yeah. doing less work than us and started later. Yeah. The most difficult deck to play. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's, I think, going to be at a disadvantage with the wizard for some time, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's also like summertime and very busy and stuff. Maybe this winter he'll just like break. It's actually it fall now. Less. Time flies. Technically, yeah. Well, still pretty hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So there's not really a lot to say. I just uh, beat the living crap out of him. It was my one win on the day. I did as well. <laughs> I think it was like, you know, I had 35 life or something. But then he punches me for like 13 out the door when I kill him. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Totally. Oh, As the wizard does. <laughs> Mitch's best play was he was running Merchant's Hood, which, <laughs> which two things on Merchant Hood. One, that card is not a hood; it's a turban. Two, if you're wondering what Troy looks like, he looks like that guy. Smaller beard, but same kind of sultry, handsome, alluring eyes and uh, deep stare that that guy has. Uh. But my point is, is Mitch's best play was flips over Merchant Hood, takes off the hat he's wearing, and throws it right in my face. <laughs> and says, ah! And then puts some more cards in his deck and, and gets, shuffles and gets them new ones out. You know, Because right? like, that's probably what happens, right? That guy throws his turban off into your eyes to give himself a second to pull out his sword. Oh, yeah, like or whatever. switch weapons real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, definitely. He did that to me. I like... Uh... Increase the tension him. Yeah. And he had three defense reactions in hand. And he goes, ah, Richardson. And throws and it, it right in your face. Yeah. Excellent play. Yeah, totally. Definitely tournament legal also. Yeah. So if anybody was running Merchant Hood at New Zealand Nationals, or perhaps at Taiwan or Malaysia, make sure you wear a hat, chuck it at your opponent. Works every time. Invalid card play unless you touch <laughs> your hat. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like if you play Arg Smash, you have to yell Arg Smash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it gets thrown in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> burned right there on the table. So, ladies and gentlemen, we also have a surprise moment here. We had to do some mid-podcast editing because Mitch, the mad scientist himself, has shown up. Mitch, what's up, man? Oh, just thought I'd stop by. I was tempted with another game to play, so <laughs> uh, so I'm play a game. But you guys are podcasting, which is cool. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on again. Totally. Two episodes in a row. Yeah. We just got done talking shit about you. Uh, yeah, I, I deserved it. I had a pretty poor showing in that, <laughs> in all those matchups. You can redeem yourself, though, after our <laughs> recording here. Yeah, we're definitely going to play some games now after this. Um, so, let's see, where were we? So, we were talking about mine and your matchup, Runeblade Day 1. Um how did how did it feel on your end of the table? Uh, let's see. Um, it, it's it's kind of overwhelming. It's a lot to keep track of when you're defending. Um, 
Yeah, there's kind of a lot of different uh, vectors in which like shit is coming at you, and it's hard to know which ones are the more important ones to block because it, I mean, it seems like a pretty efficient model for getting some damage through. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just kind of like rolling by eyes every time Mavrin Skies comes out every turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a staple. Yeah, but not anymore. I actually had to. Well, we'll play later, and you'll see the new Runeblade tech. Um. So Isaac, let's talk about your dash matchup. So you're you're rocking Azalea, and uh, you're playing dash. Troy's kind of half drunk, you know, maybe like three beers through. On a rampage, though. On a rampage. Dash, who was the character we were most worried about? Yeah. Oh yeah, he for did for good he, reason. He beat Mitch. Uh, yeah. Round one. Everybody beat Mitch round one. <laughs> well, first, first, like you know, me and Isaac matched up, and you and Troy matched up, and so he won. So you and mm-hmm. you and Troy are currently one and zero. So then, second round. Um. So this was kind of a learning experience for me. I uh, so in this tournament, I definitely fared the best against the opponents I was most familiar with, which. Uh, Speaks to, you know, piloting and uh, play style and knowing your opponent, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I had not played Dash much yet, and uh, maybe one other time with Azalea while he was, you know, tinkering or whatever. So, anyway, um, the game came down to each of us had two life left. Oh. But uh, Troy had the advantage. You know, he had the momentum, and then he can, you know, shoot you... 17 times a turn <laughs> and you just don't have enough cards to block so right. him having the momentum with that equally low health you know it was like clearly gonna win um he go into a turn with four cards in hand is that what happened uh i don't remember exactly but uh like you know i just remember when we got down to that spot it was just his you know his turn mm. um i did learn a few things so part of the reason i was so worried about dash is because they're kind of just like on an island making their own, you know, well, action the, points and resources yeah. and very hard to disrupt. Yeah, this aggro build Troy has. Yeah. Where he's just, as, just boosting his brains out. Um, So I was learning as I was going, but I did, I mean, first I hit him with a, like a dominant remorseless, you know? So then he takes three or four damage to do his turn, which is like good, but probably not good enough because he just does so much damage. Yeah. Um, then I, I, the best play... That I figured out to kind of mitigate his steamrolling is um, if you hit him with a red in the ledger, especially right. when he has a what's that Teclo, the one that Teclo makes resources. Teclo core. And yeah, so if you hit him with a red in the ledger with that out, that just goes away, and his turn's wasted. Well, yeah, one of the counters goes off of it. Right, which yeah. was the case this time. It, the card was gone. Oh yeah, it was the um, last counter. Yeah. So that's like really debilitating because he's building into one of his power plays. You know, he has a number of power plays throughout the game, but building into one of them, and you read the ledger him, and he's really got nothing. Um, so, I don't, you yeah. know, I don't know if Azalea is the one to so beat. So, red in the ledger is the one where you, every action you take, you take a damage? No, so that's, that's so remorseless. remorseless right. I played first, so he takes damage yeah. when he plays, and they, but it's, what, like, not quite enough. What I remember you know? from that turn, <clears throat> playing right next to you guys, was Troy just exclaims, like, if this hits, I'm just going to start punching myself. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Pretty yeah, good. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> great uh, explaining all your hit effects and everything that's going to happen to your opponent. Yeah, totally. But, um, 
So yeah, Remorse is good. Red in the Ledger, um, if it hits your opponent, um, can only play one action on their next turn. Oh, right. So then Technoclore expires. Yeah. Um, his turn's wasted. Um, yeah, and this was kind of a learning experience. I... I had one misplay where I didn't draw a card from Plunder Run, um, which is for Azalea, you can Arsenal and then you're pretty set up next turn. Right. But um, it was a pretty even matchup without any huge blunders on either side, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Next round of play, I'll, you know, knock the death whistle red in the ledger first. Right. When he has Teclocar, you know. Yeah, like, totally. Uh, you know more now, so it might yeah. be a. Even um, though it was 2 2, it could be. Yeah, like or, closer in like the game feel, right? Or like, maybe he, you know, maybe he just steamrolls me next turn time. Who knows? Yeah, but um, but my point is, I was fearful of Dash because of their your inability to disrupt their machine. But I found with Azalea, you are able to actually like quite hinder them. Oh yeah. Um, provided you draw well and your deck's built for you know right. whatever. Right. Um. Yeah. All right. So end of round two. Close match though. Yeah. Pretty fun. Totally. Troy's undefeated. Um, we're going into round three. I'm playing Troy, Runeblade versus Dash, and then we have the Wizard, uh, Ranger matchup. Uh, Mitch, how about you talk about that matchup? Uh, Wizard Ranger? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, like, had a terrible Wizard deck and, you know, (laughs) it just got smoked. I don't think there's much beneficial things I could say. Um, I want to just make a a little note or two on the Mechanologist, though. Yeah. Um. I mean, it seemed like it, t- it takes him, uh, I don't know, by turn two or turn three, his engine's kind of rolling. He's got his, his little um, boosters out that pump his pistol, and then he's starting to hit, like, four or five wide. But I think if you have a good hand, or like, turn one, turn two, I think it's worth it to just take the full hit. And if you can swing back hard and make mm-hmm. him feel it and then maybe knock him on his heels a little bit, I think that's your best window is the very start. Otherwise, he kind of gets rolling in. And you're in trouble. Yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, well, uh, that's a great point. Uh, well, I had Troy round three. It was up to me to give him a loss, tie him up. It would be a three-way tie, right? With me, you, and Troy both being 2-1 if I had one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you definitely mm-hmm. were going to beat Mitch, so that was like for mm-hmm. sure going to happen. Um, it was a really tough, it was a good game. Um, you know, I was like blocking well, dealing damage back. And then I had, uh, just kind of, it was like almost 11 o'clock at this point And we had been, you know, tired and playing the rune blade is like pretty tough and drinking, et cetera. Yeah, excuses, deck to pilot, excuses upon excuses. You right. Know? But I mean, you, you know, you have 20 chances to make a mistake, yeah, totally. In three games, and then it's like you're bound to make one. Totally. So the game's going good, and then I wound up uh, with like five rune chants on board, and then had like a nuts hand, just like so good. Like I was going to, um, you know, amplify the Ark Knight. I had an oath. I had a Meruvian skies and something to pay for. Um, all of those things, you know, plus like a second hit i think i had a um drawn to the dark dimension so it was like possible that i could draw into like a three hit combo with how things were going but um i just was really excited to have five rune chance up because in the aggro build i have had um 
five rune chance is actually quite a lot. So um, my misplay was I was greedy. Like he was having a turn and I should have just blocked out his turn because those five rune chants are still going to be there. But I tried to like salvage the turn and still have like uh, some damage go through. And he just like blasted me to where our life total was uh, at a point where he could just take a few hits and then I would still have to like continue to block with all four cards. So I wound up just like doing 11 damage with a um, Amplify the Arc Knight in those five rune chants, but I'd given up too much. And then the game was like over in four turns after that. Um, and that was, that was my big misplay is I should have just blocked up and kind of played a longer game. Um, yeah, I've been there where you're, uh, you're like going with the play you want so bad to happen instead of like the logical correct totally. choice. Like it was you like, see it and you just want it so much you can just will it to happen, yeah. but it, that's not how it works. This is my moment. Yeah. This is where I take back the momentum and he's on his heels. Yeah, it's tough to know with the Meganologist because all of a sudden he's just like spinning dials over there and he's like, oh, and I just blasted you two more times with the pistol. You're like, how? Yeah, I think he got <laughs> he got high octane that turn, so then he like also shot me a million times with the pistol, <laughs> which sucked. So so Troy takes the night. Yep, Troy takes the night, 3-0. As anticipated. As anticipated, well just in a drunken master zen state um, beating us. So Troy's on top. You're in second, two and one. I'm in third, one and two, and uh, Mitch is in last place, zero oh and three. Yeah. Um, Loser bracket. <laughs> and then the next day, we all played our Welcome to Wraith characters. Um, shout out to Mitch for making bacon and egg sandwiches in the morning. <laughs> that was like, I mean, you got a battle fuel. Yeah, battle bacon's. <laughs> that was critical. That was yeah, critical. that was great. I got back from walking my dog to a beautiful breakfast sandwich. Just waiting for me totally um so let's see round one is you versus mitch so it's brute versus ninja oh yeah do you want to start with this uh, one or yeah i mean i can just premise i had a much better day the second day even though i went <laughs> one and two but they're all much closer i think i got everybody down to less than five or you were at six maybe at the end or i don't um, remember it was pretty low so like i said i did the best against you know the decks i was familiar with and the worst so i hadn't played ninja much either and was pretty overconfident with the brute maybe and uh i felt for a very long time that you were gonna kill me for sure and then i reckless swung you to death oh yeah that was that was terrible <laughs> but it, our life total it was like two to five or something it was like really close and you're just i was so full of kadachi holes i don't think i had any blood left in my yeah. body you know, yeah, that, I mean, that, that build's pretty strong. It's just all about, I don't know, everything's zero-cost cards, and you just, like, just, like, plink them over and over again, and you keep drawing, yep. and... Um, yeah, and then you get the wrong hit effect once, and you're just, like... Like, some of your cards that hit are so good. You think so? I mean, I'm... I'm, 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 there's a lot that you know that you just get go again, and then you just keep rolling, and it's just, it's important that you get your first one in the combo to hit. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, getting the hit for Mask of Momentum, like, getting that draw power. Yeah, or just the starting card of your combo, pretty much every one of them requires a hit. Yeah. And then, yeah, there was a there was a turn or two where, yeah, I needed to get a hit, the first one to hit, and you correctly, like, overblocked it, even though I was sitting on a raised reflex or something, it just kind of... 
Well, because yeah. of my turn out, which, which I guess, is a good play. I guess that's what I mean. It's like some cards you play are like must blocks, kind of. So yeah. I over-blocked yeah, I mean, and, in that. I think you recognize them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was frustrated that I was rocking the um, the ninja boots instead of the snapdragon scalers. I think the breeze, breeze wind boots or the... Breeze like striders that. or... Yeah, so those were... Those give a, all your cards with combo go again, but the deck I have pretty much every card with combo already has go again if you play the card before it. And where with Snapdragon you could, even if your starting card of the combo gets like blocked or overblocked, you can still pitch that and then be able to play the rest of your hand instead of just sitting there going like, well, I can Arsenal 1 and I've got 2 stuck in my hand. That sucked. Right. Um, and having a, what was it? I think I threw in Ancestral remembrance and so the one that allows you to do one more as an attack reaction draw card that card is yeah really that card's great yeah critical. great that card hit effect in replaces itself yeah so good um yeah and having flick flack in there was a bad choice instead of say lunging press blue or uh whisper the oracle blue i was just looking for more blue zero cost cards i could use for money and i thought well it might have some versatility defense turns out it really doesn't against tall decks <laughs> Because uh, it, I mean, unless you're lo- rocking a lot of attack reactions, where, because um, it gives your next card a defensive bonus, but you know, if they're just hitting super tall, then where's that next card? It's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. And yeah. then it's only a two block defense reaction, which is fairly garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're not a brute player, reckless swing is just it's a defense reaction for four, and it's a blue, so you can pitch it too. So. Uh, as it's added cost, you have to... It blocks for four for free. It's added cost is you have to pitch a card. Right. If the card you... Or discard a card. Yeah. Um, if the card you discard attacks for six or more, uh, you hit them for two damage. So basically, anytime I draw a Reckless Swing, right, I just block out their turn until I have two cards in my hand, right? And right. then you just play Reckless, reckless Swing. swing it's like a free two damage. Yeah. That um, is pretty nice. Which, like, won me a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bleeding out. I, I don't. I don't know if I was getting. Yeah, that one. I, I remember you guys talking about that game after it happened, and and you mentioned Isaac that you just like it was basically luck, like that you had drawn into that at that circumstance, and that Mitch was probably like going to win. Totally, and I I just felt I feel really confident or pre last weekend. Right, I felt really confident piloting the Brute deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could kind of apply a blanket. So I kind of slow, medium play it. Um, we both kind of have half momentum. Like if I can swing back with a club and a barrage and beat down, great. Um, and I like block up yeah. a lot of your stuff. So anyway, I can kind of uh, play at the same tempo and how I had been playing quite a bit. Um, so playing against your ninja aggro deck, I... Uh, I was just kind of off-footed and, like, having a hard time decision-making the whole game because I was unfamiliar with it, you know? Right. And it just comes down to that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun being a ninja because even if you have two cards left in hand, you can just pitch some, swing with the little kadachis. They're probably not going to block it and then just be like, oh, Arsenal. It's like (laughs) I got my two damage in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally I, it's a threat you know you yeah the kadachi's best weapon in the game i know i said that all last weekend but you know it's the best weapon for sure second to death dealer <laughs> okay whatever 
Um, Which barely counts as a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my matchup against Troy, um, against Guardian, so it's Guardian Warrior, and I had uh, helped him test his Guardian deck against Warrior earlier in the week. So I knew exactly how that matchup was going to go. Earlier in the week, um, we basically, he basically fatigued me out. And like Dawn Blade does three damage and Anothos does four. And so it was just like I had to block with two cards and he could only block with one, etc. So he wound up winning that match. So I was prepared um, this day for the game to go long. And I played really carefully the whole game. We didn't time limit our games, and I think me and Troy's game took like two hours, oh my god, or yeah. something like that. And it just, it just really, it dragged on and on. But um, I made sure that all of my best cards I pitched early in the game, so I would have them late in the game. So I knew that I was going to draw into a route in my yellow overpower with a bunch of blue cards and stuff, so I would have ways to get damage through. And I wound up taking that game. Nice way to play test and then take it home. Yeah, totally. Good job. Um, and I got kind of lucky. Like every time he swung with a Nothos, uh, two out of those three times, I he even swung with it for six, and I hit him with Steel Blade Shunt, so blocked up that turn and dealt one damage to him. Um, so that was great. And I had a really good uh, Red Sigil of Solace play in that game, and. Um, yeah, I wound up winning that game with uh, two turns before the end. I hit him with a route to push through some damage. And then um, I wound up with my yellow overpower, which does plus five with the reprise effect, which he has to do. Um, and he just kind of underblocked me a little bit. And I pushed through a little bit extra damage that he wasn't prepared to do the math for. Um <laughs> classic warrior play (laughs) yeah Uh, so that was great um redemption from day one so that felt really good and then so moving forward then uh i matched up against you warrior versus brute and uh mitch talk about your guardian ninja game uh yeah that was that was interesting um i feel like i was just able to go wide and he wasn't able to block wide um, there was a couple uh, frustrating moments where I mean a lot of his he has a was it un, unmovable defense. Yep. Um, you know, or I'm, I'm starting the first card, but combo hits for three, and then he blocks for six or seven. You go, huh? What do I do now? And I found myself just like throwing out like ancestor remembers just to like draw a card and have something to arsenal. Just be like, wow, that just kind of fizzled my turn. But eventually I was able to just kind of like Kadachi go wide, keep drawing cards. I think I had one turn I played like eight cards on him or something, just able to just keep rolling and plinking. And it's just, it, it's fun being the ninja. Um, and you can... <laughs> uh, a lot more fun than the wizard that I had. I mean, I'll get better with the wizard someday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I was just able to, to keep him blocking and then just be able to to block with two cards and that was enough and be able to, to swing even just one card back at him was seemed to be enough and eventually we got down to the bottom. I think it was five to six or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he swung a Nothos at me for six and then I just pitched my helmet at it and went down to two because I was sitting on two Razor Reflex Red and so I just went for it. 
and I was able to push it through, which was cool. Um, so nice. yeah, it was my only win of the day was against the winner. <laughs> so that's, I don't know how that works out. <laughs> yeah. So Troy goes down to zero and two on the day. Mitch goes to one and one. And then me and you, Isaac had a, had a matchup brute versus warrior. Right. Um, I'll talk about it from my perspective because, because you won, you beat the living crap out of me. Um, and this is my second misplay of the whole tournament. The big one is uh, we're having like a pretty good game, right? You're like ahead by seven. I think it's like 21 to 28 or something at that, like feeling good. Um, you like block uh, Dawn Blade and then I play Singing Steel Blade. And I'm like stoked, you know? I'm like looking through my deck and I have the cards in hand to be able to play um, Glint, the Quicksilver, to give the weapon go again. And I think I had Twinning Blade too, so I was gonna like draw a card, uh, you maybe played a defense reaction, who knows, and then I was definitely gonna get to like go again. But I wanted to kind of save that play for later in the game. And I just wanted to push through some damage, so I grabbed a route and played that. Oh, right, I remember that. Yeah, and so put that attack reaction back to your hand, because I thought maybe uh, you had reinforced the line and you had blocked with an attack action, so I wanted to make sure that you were going to have like a, a dead card. Um, and then I was going to push seven damage through, tie the game up, and like gain a little momentum. Because until that point, I felt like a little bit on the on my heels. But then I had given you four cards. Right, I used that card you handed me back. Yeah, totally. You roll great on scab skin leathers and then blast me for 12. And then it was just like, uh, you intimidated most of my cards, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what that turn did, but it was it was like a big brute turn. Yeah, you know, totally. Where you... you did some intimidates and I didn't have enough cards and you, even though we were tied up damage-wise, uh, you had like a much bigger margin. Yeah, or I should say for me, so I don't play, I think you can play brute where you like, bide your time and swing really big and intimidate four or something that's yeah. not the deck i play yeah i'm like kind of constant pressure and constant slow play maybe so my big plays are like yeah 15 intimidate three yeah which oh, is still huge though yeah yeah totally and then it just became like the life level gap after that was too big like i couldn't swing big enough to uh get back into the game like I did have a big swing, and you just took it and then killed me next turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Well, I, I guess every character has their own win conditions, right? Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Like, if I had been really down, you can just attack reaction me to death. But yeah, totally. facing the brute, when you get down low enough, I can, yeah. I think I took, you know... You took 12 or something, or 14. It's not like a lot of damage, and I got down to 10. Yeah, Dawn Blade got a counter, I, and it didn't I, matter. <laughs> yeah, I just have, then I can intimidate three you. And, yeah, you know. and then it was over. Yeah, and the, I mean, r the route play is like a great, is a great play, but it the misplay was allowing you to have four cards in hand, you know? I, and I should have attacked wider to where I would have guaranteed those cards gone, and I could have probably kept up that pressure through the rest of the game. And it would have gone longer, but it was a short matchup. But great job. Thanks. I think it's tough 
so I've never played against the brute because of our format. Right. <laughs> but um, I think it's that because all my cards block for three, and again I can with two cards in hand I can swing with the club and barrage and beat down you. Yeah. So it's like I can just kind of bide my time until I have a great hand, right? So you're swinging at me for eight. I'm like, okay, I'll just take it. I drew an excellent hand. Right. Then three more turns, I'll just block and reckless swing you or, you know. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a versatile deck. Totally. Except, except sometimes. but <laughs> Right. Well, you piloted, you, you did a really great job piloting it and it was really hard to get any sort of footing against that deck so i think i also think that's not like i fare better against the warrior than against some decks with the brute yeah because you can yeah. still push that damage through even though you allow me maybe to have three card hands or or sometimes four card hands they're just a little too big for me to handle yeah i just defend well yeah you know yeah yeah totally well i'll yeah well i'll talk about the repercussions on my decks after afterwards um so then we move into the final round you're isaac you're undefeated on the day mitch you're high as a kite been drinking sake and beer after your first win and then uh me and you have a matchup ninja versus warrior and then uh we'll get to isaac versus the guardian right after that so mitch let's talk about our matchup there uh yeah, I uh, I think I'm guilty of not playing the warrior enough to be familiar with how to block, when to block it. I think there was a turn early on where... You had a bold strategy, I'll say that. Yeah, well, there was a turn early on where um, I think I think you're... I forget what you were throwing at me, like seven or something, and just seeing what you've done in the other games, I blocked my whole hand at it. <laughs> I was like, cool, I blocked for 12. Then you still push through a damage and got to <laughs> die on your sword or made a counter on your sword. And I was just like, just so, just like perplexed and just blown away, just confused about what to do. It's like, dude, I just threw my whole hand at that. And then like the following turns, a lot of times I just threw my whole hand at it. You're saving me for three? Here's blocking 12. Like, <laughs> yeah, your whole hand. getting that counter. Yeah, yeah. whole hand piece. Like, I think part of that was because I didn't quite get the draws I wanted, but yeah, a lot of it I think was just misplaying. But and then just swinging back with Kadachis at you and just whittling you down, yeah, piece by piece. I think it got you down to three. I think it was three to two in the end. Yeah, it got it got pretty close, but um, it didn't feel close because yeah. like my inevitable mill was imminent, and you had a lot of deck left, and I just had a bunch of crappy blues, and <laughs> I mean, you, you knew, and yeah. we both knew what was coming, so yeah, totally. it, didn't, it didn't feel that close um, in the end there. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that was a, a definitely a learning experience against the Warrior. I think I would block three cards every turn instead <laughs> of four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, you know, the Warrior works in uh, threes, basically, are his, her most eff efficient cards, you know? Like, Dawnblade hits for three. Most attack reactions also hit for three, unless I play an Overpower, which um, is a little bit too expensive if it's run at, at red, um, which is plus six, which is kind of cool. Um but uh, anyway, yeah, it it uh, I felt in control that whole game and like let myself get to that low life total to be able to close it out. I can't remember exactly how I closed it out. Maybe I hit you with route to win it or or something. But um, 
I think we still had a lot of fun. You yeah, know? yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, part of my my ninja deck's very aggro, and except for flick clack, which is pretty garbage against wide, um, or tall. It's garbage against tall. Right. Yeah. It's garbage against tall. Um, so yeah, I didn't have any defense reaction. So it's just fear of the sword stacking the counter, yeah. making me over block every time, not knowing when that attack reaction was coming. Uh, would I change my deck for the warrior? Hell no. Awesome. Maybe I might, like, put in one defense reaction. I don't know. It's hard to say. I was really enjoying the way my ninja played, so... I don't know. If you're having fun, you're having fun, and that's part of the point, right? Yeah, definitely is part of the point. Um, So then, the piece de resistance of the whole weekend is the championship comes down to Isaac, your game versus Troy. He... On the weekend is currently uh, four, three and two. He's three and two, and I'm four and one. And you're four and one. But he beat me with dash. He beat you with dash. So if so, he beats me, yep. we'll both be four and two. And, and he wins the head to head twice. Right. So it makes him the champ. Which he did. <laughs> he did do it. So talk, run he us did. through that game. So uh, brute versus guardian. Yeah, so I, again, I was kind of, the weekend before we had got together and all played each other quite a bit, and I pretty handily beat the Guardian with the Brute, and had, like, heard that it's a bad matchup for the Brute and stuff, but I, like, pretty lazily didn't put any thought into, you know, I'd had quite a bit of success with the Brute deck, so I pretty lazily did not put any thought into improving it, right? Because you don't want to over-tinker, but you can always improve. Right. Um, I'd probably focused on Azalea a little more because that 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 nut's a tough one to crack. And, you know, just always working on it. Um, right. So yeah, uh, Troy. You know, he had a revised Guardian deck and piloted it excellently. I don't think he had a misplay that game. And um, I mean, we so we don't have Troy here. Sorry, you guys. The three of us are here, except the champ. So <laughs> yeah. you don't get to hear it from his side, but. Um, yeah, he just uh, he piloted pretty perfectly. You know, big defensive plays, built, did some damage. Um, I found from the brute side of it, uh, you know, I already mentioned how I play the deck, kind of, and I so my so I can't I can't slow play or play slower and build big attacks because he just does that better, right? right? So my idea was I would attempt to go a little more aggro to make it difficult for him, but the way my deck's built, <clears throat> or, you know, and the way I'm used to piloting it, but I think uh, the way it's built and I didn't sideboard enough to go aggro, um, okay. it just, you know, I couldn't go, you know, hard and fast enough. It was just, uh, it wasn't enough to, like, off-foot him enough. And he, uh, you know, he pulled it through. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a pretty tough matchup. I still don't know. So I'd like to play again, and uh, but I still don't know what changes exactly I will make. Um, I might sideboard or tech for a little bit of flexibility to go a little more aggro or a little more wide, maybe because uh, because of unmovables and things like that. Right, I'd swing twice more often. Yeah, you had a couple of. Um bummer uh scab skin turns where you just kind of lost a whole turn late game oh yeah so 
I mean, that, this was like the turning point for me. Um, right. Because we were both whittling each other down pretty well. And, you know, I don't remember. We were in the teens, maybe both health-wise. Like, not yet in the danger zone, but it's getting there for both of our characters. Can close it out pretty fast with dominate or intimidate. Right. Um, but, so, with scab skins, I rock the gambler gloves and scab skins. Um, I only roll scab skins, like, three or four times a game, maybe, because of the risk associated with, you know, rolling a one. <laughs> right. Um, so it's kind of if I draw, like, a pretty terrible hand that can be pretty excellent, you know, if the risk is worth the reward. Um, so that game, I think I had rolled it three times before and had rolled a one and popped the, the gambler's gloves, mm -hmm. right? So then, you know, fast forward to we're, like, in the teens health-wise later game and i draw like a like a pretty dog shit hand right it's like <laughs> it's like i don't know like a barraging and maybe like two swing fists blue swing fists and an energy potion or something so <laughs> yeah. i can like i don't remember exactly what it was but so i can swing with a club and a barraging and play an energy potion right um instead of like just a club swing and i so I thought it was worth rolling scabskins with no gambler's gloves to probably just go again, but maybe also play energy potion. And I think if it had worked out, then you know I might have stood a good chance of winning right. or faring pretty yeah. well. But so I rolled another one that game <laughs> and just lost my whole turn. And the real like, uh, I don't know, the real risk in that is rolling a one. Then the next turn comes around. You can't block with energy potion. So I'm still stuck with a pretty mm, terrible hand. Yeah. I think he... I don't remember if he didn't attack me or attacked with very little or something. So I, I have the same terrible hand twice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, and I'm dang. like in the same position. Yeah. And yeah. then I think that time I just like played it out. And But uh, after that two turns and that like poor decision... Um, you know, he just got the upper hand. He had built a board, and then, yeah. you know, we both get down into low-ish. Like, maybe he has, like, six and I had two. Or, but, you know, he's just going to dominate me eventually is what happened. Right. Um, and I did not have a reinforce the line in my hand. Um, and, you know, like, rolling dice, that's, like, going to happen. Yeah, right? totally. Like, Hashtag great rolled, life. You know, yeah, two ones out of four rolls, I think. And it's going to... It was just, like, unfortunate, uh, you know timing in the championship round totally but i think it's like it's usually still the correct decision i think just keep those rules few rules per game and when it right. counts yeah. Um, yeah yeah just how it goes yeah and i i uh i hate games of chance or like <laughs> luck or rolling dice you know i want to like play a game of chess but playing the brute, you just got to embrace it. You know, you're thinking yeah. about your turn and there's like draws and discards and rolling dice and it's like really hard to calculate. <laughs> so you just got to do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great. Not, I mean, that was like a pretty bad uh, misplay or chance for me. But I mean, again, just unlucky. Well, and but like also Troy played a pretty tight game. You know, I may not have won anyway. Right. Um, yeah. You know, he piloted excellently. Totally. He, he's, a, he's a good, like, when the pressure's on, performer. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, and I went in maybe a little bit overconfident because I'd, like, beat that matchup before. Right. You're the on a roll. Great, you know? Yeah. yeah. Two, two games in a row. Yeah. It, uh, 
Yep, Troy's the champion, and uh, all of us predicted that. <laughs> yeah, and he handily, yeah. I didn't beat Troy once that weekend. Both my oh, losses yeah. came from Troy. Yeah, dang. Yeah, well, I beat Troy, so. Yeah, me too. Yeah, what's your deal? Yeah, what's yeah. your deal, man? Yeah. Yeah. What, are, <laughs> what, are you guys the champions? Is no, no. Uh, funny side note, so as soon as the uh, uh, tournament's over, so I don't know um, if this is your first episode and you've made it an hour into this podcast and haven't seen our Facebook posts, uh, please like us on Facebook, the Attack Action Podcast. Um, we have a literal chalice that the champion gets to drink his beverages out of, and it's an iron gauntlet holding a cup. And like, soon as soon as he wins, he like pours his drink into it and starts chugging it. But then later that day, like a couple hours, he goes home. Um, and sends us a little text video, and he's put guacamole <laughs> in the chalice, and is going chips eating chips and going mm, guacamole. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Tournament. What the hell? Oh, what a guy! <laughs> Excellent power play. Um, yeah, and we took some uh, choice photos of him and doing his best Bravo impression, and so we'll put those those. Uh, pictures up with the uh, episode on on facebook so yeah the facebook update was supposed to come out just before this podcast or maybe still will yeah but a little uh, teaser but somebody dropped I'm in, the ball i've been pretty swamped yeah well you know that every once in a while you have to do something else <laughs> totally <laughs> but uh, i mean it just takes five minutes but whatever <laughs> um so yeah troy's the champion um we have yet to decide what our next uh, format will be if we're just going to run it back same thing or if you guys when have any it is. wild ideas you want to pitch we'll be plans. we'll be running a tournament every month or yep. every other month if we can't but every every month so uh one. you know we'll do all kinds of wild ideas but any any novel things are uh welcome yeah definitely so hit us up uh on facebook at the attack action podcast or on discord you can find me um Mr. Beefhammer on Discord or Ejac on Discord too, right? It's spelled weird though. So I What did you say? You want to play Blitz? Yeah, I think Blitz would be a fun... Yeah, we could do Blitz. Oh yeah, you want to play Ira? I kind of do, yeah. No, Benji. No, I want to do... Oh, you want to do Ira? Oh yeah, you have all the ninjas. I don't know. Well, anyway, another topic. Yeah, another topic. Another topic. Um, so, uh, there it is. Troy's the champ. Congratulations, Troy. I'm really proud of you. Uh, yeah, enjoy that chalice while you got it. Yeah, totally. Wait until the next thing happens <laughs> and we'll just beat the living yeah, crap out of how you. How many terminus do we have before, um, sorry, Dash is banned <laughs> of our own tournaments? Quite a few. <laughs> oh yeah, this if, if she wins three of our tournaments, then she's banned. Oh yeah, our, our own. No, this, this tournament, I'm pretty sure it counts though as a oh, yeah, tick for the Dash ban. Yeah, it's a professional level so she's tournament. she's up to two now. Yeah, two. Yeah. Matt Rogers and Troy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, um, well let's start to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, let's move into our signature segments. Oh right, we have more... More going on. Oh, yeah. We got more going on for sure. Um, so we're going to lead off with how we usually do here in the segment. Segment? That's when they're signature and segments together. Uh, yeah. Nice. Totally. If you didn't signature know that. segments. Good <laughs> so to we're breathe, gonna... bro. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, what is this? 10%? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Let's do pick, pass, pray. So I have three cards. You're going to pick one card, pass one card, and pray that you get one card back. And this is in a draft format. Okay? Are you both ready? With no other information. No other information. All right. Yep. Totally. Ready. Okay, you're ready. The first card is Regurgitating Slog, red. Cost two. uh, Does six damage. Defense for two. Has text that reads, As an additional cost to play Regurgitating Slog, you may banish a card named Slogism from your graveyard. If you do, Regurgitating Slog gains Dominate. So that's the first card. Second card, Cadaverous Contraband. Cost two, red. Pitches for one. Attacks for six, defends for two. If Cadaverous Contraband hits, you may put a non-attack action card from your graveyard on top of your deck. So that's the second card. The third card you have is Red Sunkiss. Pitches for one, cost of zero, reads gain three life. If you have played a card named Moonwish this turn, draw a card and Sunkiss gains go again. Defense for two. Let's start with you, Isaac. Which one are you picking? Which one are you passing? And which one are you praying comes back to you? Uh, I pick Cadaverous Contraband. Uh, pass on Sunkiss. And uh, pray I get Regurgitating Slog back. Okay, walk us through that thought process there. Uh, Cadaverous Contraband, I just really want to be part of some cool power play. <laughs> And just, you know, I really like this card and haven't put much thought into it, but I uh, believe someday in the future it will it will have some crucial function in somebody's deck. Because that's a very cool ability, it's just nobody's, like, broken it or the cards don't exist yet. Yeah. I tried um, to run it in Runeblade at the very beginning, but it's just never, it never felt better than any of my Runeblade attacks. Yeah, and I'd, I'd rock it in Brute, but it's like, all the brute buffs only buff brute cards. Right. So, um, I pass on Sunkiss because I don't know, gain three life and ending your turn. I don't know. Maybe you're playing the ninja and you have attacks with go again and you end on that and it's good, but it's, it's red and doesn't have go again. And I don't generally run gain life cards in my decks. It's not my style. Um, so I, I just picked regurgitating slog over that. Um, because it's just a six attack that, you know, costs two. It's like a good card in draft. Yeah, totally. That was my reasoning. All right, Mitch, what are you picking? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough choice. Um, I think, I mean, to to Isaac's point, both of the six attack value are are definitely great for draft. Um, I... I think that life gain is pretty important in draft, and that's hard to pass up. Um, I'm kind of shying away from regurgitating slog because it needs another card, and who says you're going to get it? Where contraband is like, you're at least going to get something, maybe if it hits. Um, Well, you can still play regurgitating slog. You can, yeah. It's just you won't get the, yeah. Uh, Oof. Um, Maybe it just depends on so much, but I... I'm kind of gonna go. I think I'm, I think I would grab Sunkiss. I think that gaining life is pretty valuable. I think if someone's swinging that regurgitating slog at me and I block with two cards and then I play Sunkiss next turn and Arsenal one, it's like that's not bad. 
Yeah. Um, That's a good point. So I'm going to take Sunkiss. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to pass on Regurgitating Slog and hope for Cadaverous Contraband. I would love to hope for Regurgitating Slog, but... And Slogism, or... That's the other one, right? Slogism. Yep. I mean, I just... I would hate for someone else to get both. And that kind of, <laughs> that actually kind of, since I am a notorious hate drafter, I'm actually going to pray that Regurgitating Slog comes back and let the contraband just break to the wayside. Nice. Figured it out. Break the tie with the hate draft. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, okay, so I'm... All right. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, You're okay. the mastermind. You pick the cards. So I'm going to pick Cadaverous Contraband. Nice. But my reasoning for that is because I pray Sunkiss comes back in that <laughs> I cadaverous contraband <laughs> Sunkiss two turns in a row. Nice. Right? Or two turns, like I play Sunkiss. I play yeah. Sunkiss and then I contraband you and then I get Sunkiss back and play it again. Yeah, right? But you prayed it and I picked it, so <laughs> it, it's gone, dude. Well, it's a it's a and then I'm I'm uh, passing on regurgitating slog um just because i know that i could potentially get this nice little combo in uh i'm gonna go with that and then there's no guarantee like i don't know if there are any slogisms in play so i'm gonna let regurgitating slog pass right yeah so so um that's it uh, and also i want to sh- i want to uh a call to action point to the uh Audience out there, um, I have not been keeping track of what I have chosen for pick, pass, prey. So if you're keeping track at home and uh, want to make a little list and put it on our Facebook to help me out, that would be great so I don't have any repeats. You don't want to listen to four hours of podcasts to find out? I mean, I do because we're so incredible (laughs) that it's pretty fun to re-listen to them, but... Um, I just don't have the time, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. So if anybody in the community who's a listener wants to help me out, that would be awesome. And it's just this one time and then I'll start keeping track from now on. So, uh, thank you. So let's move on to our second signature segment. Riddle me this with Isaac. Okay, this uh, this week's riddle me this is, and I actually tech this card in um, mm, for the tournament the root deck, but um, reinforce the line, right? Uh, just picking the red one costs zero. It's an instant target defending attack action card gains plus four. Doesn't defend for anything itself, and um, I really like this card or want to like it. But, and somebody please correct me if I or we are wrong, but um, you don't have any priority window before a card resolves, right? Right. So how is playing this card different than a defense reaction? Because if I use my priority window to play this card, then the opponent has an opportunity to play an attack reaction after I've played this. Whereas... I would feel that the uh, advantage of playing this kind of difficult to play card would be to be able to play it after any defense or attack reactions. Right. I mean, I think the obvious 
use for it is in the playing against Bravo. Dominate. Right, yeah, because right. it's not a defend for the Azalea card. Even, but mostly Bravo. Yeah, yeah, Azalea could be like that, yeah. So... So is it? But only... that's maybe much less useful than it maybe should be. Right. right. So it's it's only it's like a sideboard against Bravo. Is that it? Is that all well, this card it has? Wouldn't or... it interrupt a second attack reaction if they had one? Because if you didn't play defense reaction and you played that instead, then they wouldn't have a window to play another attack reaction. No, they do. Even you, you play an instant, isn't that separate from? Huh. No, no, we looked it up recently, and it's on your priority turn, you have your, as a defending player, a chance to play defend cards, defense reactions, and instants. So you have to play this when it's your priority. Right. So then if... And that does trigger them to have another... Yeah, so if you play an attack step. reaction yeah. in your priority, uh, yeah, that's then a, I play that's this in my one. priority, and then you have an opportunity to play another card. Yeah. So is this... I mean, maybe blocking Dominate is huge. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could run like reds and yellows of yeah. this in your deck and uh, maybe be pretty powerful against Bravo. Right. But my, it's, uh, that's extremely limited. Yeah. My theory is that it's kind of a teaser card for something that it's going to be able to play around in the future sets. It'll be better mechanically later on. Yeah. That's that's my theory on it. Right. But uh, please let us know. Um you can uh, wouldn't play it on the wizard. It'll solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can uh, email us at the attack action podcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at the attack action podcast. Um, so let us know uh, about your pick pass prey. Uh, let us know your thoughts about reinforce the line. Um, just overall, uh, we've been picking up some steam on the podcast. Like episode three was a really popular episode. Um, Is that when I came in? <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Totally. Mitch, My the, silky smooth voice. The, the Mitch bump, um, uh, which is what his wife has. No, I'm just kidding. You're, you're not about to have a kid. I don't know. And you're not married. Um, but uh, so please... Keep listening. Keep sharing the podcast. Let people know. Um, we really appreciate everyone who listens to it. It's it's really amazing, and everybody who's reached out to us and told us that they like the podcast. I mean, there's nothing better than a day where you know somebody's like, "Hey, great podcast, man!" And that just is like why we do it. You know, we love being a part of this community, and we love playing this game, and we love it that people are listening to us and. Uh, find us entertaining like it's it's just all great especially when things can be pretty grim in the world you know especially in the u.s with our current political state and and uh the pandemic and stuff you know it's it's just really nice um so hopefully this brings a little ray of sunshine to you and um you know you guys pay it forward and thanks for interacting with us and that sort of thing we really appreciate it yeah thanks everyone yeah so we have one more signature segment, um, and it's uh, this week it's Isaac's turn to pick a game from the closet. So uh, what do you have for us this week, Isaac? Okay, this week, and again, this is not our favorite game or the best game, right? We're just sharing a game because we love tons of games. Love games, sharing games. Um, so this week I chose Castles of Mad King Ludwig. 
um, which is kind of like a a dry tile game, but I think it's really fun. It's a very um, it's like easy to learn for lots of people, even people who don't play board games. And uh, you're essentially each constructing a castle and uh, competitively bidding against the other players for components or rooms. And you're each constructing a castle for the Mad King Ludwig. So your castle's all weird and wonky. Right. And uh, kind of, I feel like whether you win or lose, you have fun building your own little creation. Mm-hmm. Is how I always feel playing it. Yeah. Um, it's also based, the Mad King Ludwig was like a, I don't know, it says on the box, but he was like a 14th century Romanian king or something. Yeah, an actual he like, historical figure. He like spent his entire fortune in life just building mad castles, including <laughs> the, the Disney castle silhouette is based on one of his. Um, you know, and then he was like found dead in the river at 40, <laughs> some, I don't know. Yeah. Look it up yourself. It's, but it's that, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, it is it is really fun. You you get these, um, essentially, I mean, uh, the board game turn is called polyominoes, right? Which is like a mini-sided domino that you lay down. But they're basically like Tetris pieces of rooms and stuff that you're trying to connect together to get the most points. Um, and uh, it's it's really fun. It's a really great game. Mitch, you, you've played it a few oh, times. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Loves it. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, most of the games are. So <laughs> <laughs> Easy to please. Um, well, yeah, so that's it. That's this week's uh, Game from the Closet, brought to you by Isaac. Um, you guys got anything you want to say before we sign off here? Uh, no, do, do either of you have any piece of advice? that you learned from this weekend for players oh great 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 or, job great I don't question. Know, something you learned for what are you a co-host of this podcast <laughs> great job how about you mitch uh yeah spend a little more time deck building <laughs> definitely consider uh what colors you're rocking in your deck how much how much money you need to do stuff because when you when you show up with 25 reds in your deck it's not going to be a good day generally uh <laughs> unless they're all zero cost no, they're no. It's wizard. Nothing. <laughs> nothing's free with the wizard. Um, Fair enough. My my takeaway is that um, the skill involved to play this game is like definitely paramount. You know, and the time it takes to know the matchups and that sort of thing is also really important. Which is like, you know, like that in any card game, but. I, I feel like the way this game is laid out, um, it really rewards players for putting in the time and effort to knowing their deck and the the meta and that sort of thing. Yeah, it really know? dominates in this game. Like, yeah, the the piloting is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely. I don't think you could just take matt rogers deck right like oh this one world so i'm just gonna play it and not put in the amount of effort he put in definitely not to pilot it you know and have similar results yeah no way he played his very smooth deck because he can pilot it excellently yeah definitely and and i had already been thinking about this that that you know that's how this game goes but it was really highlighted um this weekend and that sort of thing and the fact that my Runeblade aggro build is not as good as I thought it was. So changed it up. Total rehaul there. 
Um, and, you know, it's just great learning that there are a few more pieces in the puzzle for Warrior to figure out and tweak and some efficiencies and stuff, you know, so... That's, that's what I love about card games. You just need a playset of Lightning Strikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So if anybody's out there got an extra playset of Lightning Strikes. Yeah, I want some, like, five bucks for them. Yeah, or just hit us up, you know. Um, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, share the podcast around. Like us on Facebook. Uh, email us if you want. Whatever. You know, it's uh, it's, it's great to be a part of the community. And we appreciate it so much. We hope you guys are having a great day when you're listening to this podcast. Um, And uh, yeah, happiness to you forever. (laughs) Bye-bye.